Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substack Podcast episode. Today's date is December the 2nd, 2022, and today is going to be an audio readout of an article that I recently completed to transform this into a podcast episode. If you're tuning in for the first time here before the read, I just want to first thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening and joining the episode. I hope that you will, if you do like the episode, that you will support it and demonstrate your support by subscribing. Make sure you uh, subscribe on one of the links here on the show notes or here on the article. And uh, you can find me at brandonritchie.substack.com. You can also tune in and listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. If you are on those platforms and want to demonstrate your support there, you can also follow me there. If you're on Spotify, please take a moment to show your support by following me and rating the show with a five-star rating, as that helps to gain more traction into the atmosphere here of the podcast network. So, today's title of the article is The Regression Manifesto. The plan behind the plan to commandeer your life. Preface. Individual freedom comes at a price. The price comes with consequences of our choices, but the beauty of freedom is that in its truest form, you don't have the restrictions imposed on you when making the choices for your life that you want to make. I'll take the consequences all day long if I am free from imposed restrictions. In order to apply this to our lives, you and I must first understand this concept of reality and philosophically get our arms around it before we can put it into application. This is the problem with modern thinking in our society as many people fail at the order of operations when applying such a strategy to their own lives. We'll not make that mistake here as this is the goal and intention of this podcast and blog and today I'll use this episode as a means to communicate the philosophical plan behind the plan that is designed to commandeer both yours and my life. This is something that I've always been aware of because it has historically been the plan of failing authoritarian regimes throughout history. But in this piece, I have specifically titled the aspect of this plan, The Regression Manifesto. When it comes to restrictions, you must first understand how this game of life works as it applies to how restrictions can impact your life specifically. The way it works is that any time you have the formation of a law, you are at risk of lending some element of control of your life over to someone else in almost every single case. You see, the problem with our society, particularly here in the U.S., is that we've grown into being a lazy society. Aside from nurturing a cultural environment that invites all-out indoctrination, laziness, and complacency has also created a culture of apathy within our society. So you may be asking, why is this a problem? This is a problem because with apathy, you now create an unusual ecosystem an atmosphere that allows for authoritarians to root in, to grow, and to abuse others without accountability or pushback because people choose not to be concerned. It's important for us to understand that this is a very dangerous environment because with apathy, there's no interest from the population to hold anyone to a standard of societal ethics, let alone accountability when it comes to the equal application of the law itself. This eventually leads to the collapse of civilization, but I'll take a second here to touch on the progression 
or more appropriately, the regression of how all of these dominoes progressively start to fall so that we can put a stop to the dominoes toppling before it's too late. As this problem grows, so does the active bullying of the authoritarians that seek power in the arenas of corporate cronyism and the government itself, just as we see now in our current modern society. As more and more of the population grows lazy and apathetic, the authoritarians grow their power and control until one day the bully decides to start pushing really hard against the citizenry. Even at this point, the apathetic start to realize there's a big problem. However, the dilemma here is that the apathetic only begin to awaken after they've allowed the problem to grow to a point that it makes finding a solution to that problem extremely difficult. My task and purpose here is to give you my insight on matters such as this, not only to give you the philosophical understanding of how this cycle repeats itself in societies at large, but to also serve as an alarm of awareness to wake you up to this realization so that you can take the appropriate actions now in your life to be a renegade and a game changer for your own life and by extension your community. Here we're working to be an effective informational vaccine, if you will, for apathy and Marxist indoctrination by not only explaining the regression manifesto, but by also offering the remedy to stop it in its tracks and to reverse its course. Heading. Softening of the body, the first element to control you. Quote. Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity, end quote, John F. Kennedy. After World War II, the American way of life drastically changed due to the economy and way of living transforming for most Americans. Due to the advent of additional technology such as the television and the systems of mechanization, farmers weren't in the fields as much and the physical labor wasn't as demanding on both the farmers and the workers in factories across the country. To demonstrate how lazy our current society has gotten back during that time in the early 1950s, the culture was vastly different because there was a widespread concern about how negative, negatively these societal changes would impact the health and fitness of U.S. citizens. As a result, many Americans were really concerned, particularly for the younger citizens, of becoming overweight and out of shape. Fast forward to now, and culturally here in 22, if we bring up such a concern, we're attacked, labeled, and accused of fat shaming. We're lectured about not being understanding and respectful enough of other people's feelings. My point here is that this is the complete opposite of progression, and in reality is the definition of regression. Considering we're living in Orwellian times and factoring in the destruction of words, as such, the true meaning of progressivism in 2022 is actually regression. President Eisenhower established the President's Council on Youth Fitness with Executive Order 10673, which was issued on July 16, 1956, source from the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library and Museum. However, later on, President John F. Kennedy would take the challenge to a whole new level after he discovered an old executive order from President Teddy Roosevelt where he challenged his Marines to complete a 50-mile hike in in 20 hours. It wasn't a mandate on the general public, but the 50-mile hike challenge was voluntarily accepted by the public to be a physical challenge directly from their president, which got a grassroots movement going throughout many communities at the time. 
Furthermore, in the school years of 1961 and 62, there was a huge push by public enthusiasm that contributed to a new physical curriculum program through a well-backed media effort to ignite enthusiasm on fitness for the youth of America. As a result of the council was renamed the Council on Physical Fitness and would later become the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. This council would end up adding new programs and awards and enlarging the existing programs in later administrations. So why do I bring all of this up? Well, first of all, I believe that good leadership at the highest levels of government is reflected in its citizenry. During that time, the country was coming out of World War II and in a stronger place with the economic and community developments that, were, that we were making. We were making some big achievements, especially when we look at and examine the cultural the culture of physical fitness during that time, especially when we take a moment to compare it to the problematic environment of negative health concerns that exist in our society today. In contrast, the president's physical fitness test ended in 2013, and with the advent of newer proprioceptive sensory killing technology such as the smartphone and apps like TikTok, video gaming addiction, and an education system geared towards indoctrination and victimhood, we have managed to actively contribute to the poor health and obesity rate here in the states. Meanwhile, as the obesity rates are soaring, the IQs of our youth today continues to plummet. According to the CDC, between 2017 and 2020, the obesity rate of the U.S. population is around 41%. Here we are in 2022, staring down at 2023, and there's no light on the horizon when it comes to getting that number down anytime soon, unless there's another major cultural transformation in our society like the one I just mentioned in the early 1960s. As a result of this, we have a bastardized and corrupted healthcare system that we are becoming more and more dependent on as a society. Furthermore, as mine and your dependence on these institutions grow, so do these institutions while they simultaneously are commandeering more and more areas of our lives. They're doing this from the standpoint of financial costs to now going so far as to dictate where we work, where we travel, and what we put into our bodies. Heading, softening of the mind, the second element to control you. The softening of the body does result in a soft mind. However, to establish further control over a citizenry, then one must go directly after controlling the mind itself. The good news is that we can already look to see how this has already been done by taking a look at the past, to recognize how so many societies have fallen victim to authoritarian or totalitarian rule, one doesn't have to look far when examining the power of propaganda and indoctrination. As a classic example right here and now, I would have never believed that George Orwell's fictional novel of 1984 would have actually become nonfiction in our current modern day society. It's an incredible thing to observe when the legacy media just outright lies directly to us when they cover a controversial political topic. The lies are thrown at the public on such a widespread and consistent basis that some people actually start questioning reality. In psychology, this is what is known as gaslighting. So what are some examples of this? Well, there are so many examples. Where do I even start? When examining this today, the media will gaslight and lie directly about many stories to support a narrative, particularly when they are caught in a controversial lie regarding every single narrative that they push. 
as a concrete example of how they pull a page from Orwell's 1984 playbook, let's look at what Orwell refers to as the destruction of words and how our modern-day legacy media consistently engages in this on a day-to-day basis. For instance, as a recent example, the press staff attempted to change the definition of the word recession when referring to the health of the economy. Why do they do this? They do it because when they advocate for failed economic policies, or for any failed policy for that matter, it ends up being a huge embarrassment to them. However, in this postmodern society that we live in, none of these people are going to admit that they are wrong and simply offer up an apology to the American people for their lack of intellect and their completely broken and incorrect worldviews. If you currently believe that's going to happen, then you're simply Pollyannish, and you yourself could be falling victim to the gaslighting echo chamber of ignoring reality. The true definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of economic contraction and declining real GDP. The nation's GDP fell to 1.6% during the first quarter of 2022. This was then followed by a 0.9% drop in the second quarter. This is the very definition of a recession, and this doesn't even factor in the 40-year record high inflation into the discussion. Not only did the Biden regime lie about the economy not being in a recession, but they looked the American people in the eyes and and attempted to change the definition of the word itself. At this moment, they took it a step beyond gaslighting and pushed us into the realm of being full-blown Orwellian. You see, in George Orwell's 1984, every citizen was under the watchful eye and forceful boot of Big Brother. Big Brother watched, controlled, and endlessly indoctrinated the citizenry. You can see how this is currently happening with big tech, big banks, and big medical starting to crack down on us in this modern era as we've seen the past two years to draw a quick real-life comparison. Back to Orwell's 1984, in the event that an individual happened to have a thought of his or her own, they ran the risk of being accused of committing a thought crime. Therefore, they were labeled a thought criminal. As a quick reminder of the significance of this as it applies to our current situation in American life, Big Brother is forcefully and intentionally intentionally changing the rules of reality on the fly because they must continue to indoctrinate those that can be indoctrinated. Furthermore, they must continue to try and run cover for themselves from those that are in their view thought criminals. Those of us that refuse to be caught in the Orwellian trap are what they consider to be thought criminals and are working to expose them every single day, such as yours truly. With that being said, in Orwell's 1984, Big Brother accuses the protagonist Winston Smith of being a thought criminal. With this accusation, Winston knows the punishment is going to be harsh as Big Brother must break his mind by torturing his body. Once again here, we can see the significance of the softening of the body to get to the mind formula. This is part of the process in order to achieve regression in the process of breaking down the body one's mind will follow, along with the spirit which forces an individual to fall victim into a more dependent state. As Orwell demonstrates in this harrowing situation with Winston and the state representative, it's clearly revealed what the goal is of the state representative when questioning Winston during his struggle session. At one point deep into the torment, the representative asked Winston what the answer was to the math problem 2 plus 2. Winston replies that the answer is clearly 4. The state representative then tells Winston that he's wrong because the state says that 2 plus 2 equals 5. 
therefore further re-education was necessary. This meant further torture was necessary. Heading, the wrap-up. When looking at what I refer to as the regression manifesto, it is a rather simple formula that Big Brother always looks to employ in order to establish a more authoritarian control over the citizenry by creating an ecosystem and environment that is designed and intended to not only halt the progress of its people, but to set them on a course of regression over a period of time. This regression campaign takes place on multiple fronts, which expands out from the major institutional authorities of society, ranging from the cultural influence of the healthcare apparatus, the public education apparatus, the media apparatus, the entertainment apparatus, the technological apparatus, and the entirety of the government apparatus itself. After achieving more and more centralized authority, the next step that Big Brother will look look to is leveraging that central authority by using it in any way that it can in order to soften your body and your mind. To soften your body, the idea is to make you more and more dependent on a modern, corrupted, and bastardized healthcare system. Additionally, it works with big business to create an influence operation to push your physical and mental dependence on unhealthy food, drugs, and indoctrination system, otherwise known as the public education system, to keep you and I in line with the rules that Big Brother chooses to make for us instead of what rules we can make for ourselves. Furthermore, in order to entrap your mind, the goal is to maintain a steady trickle of propaganda that eventually transitions from being a disinformation campaign into a full-blown Orwellian newspeak organization that speeds up to a flood. It's my belief that we are at the point of the flood right now, which is exactly why this podcast and blog exist. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I really need your help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and coworkers. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle. So please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. If you like this podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, make sure you join me here on Facebook and Getter. Stay strong, stay focused, stay active. Have a great day.